Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. <laughs> this is the Comics Pals Weekly Show where we review the thing that everyone loves, comics. Kale had to bail this week, uh, but we do have Tyler. Hello, I'm not Kale. Marco. Also not Kale. And uh, I'm Sean, definitely not Kale. Well, why is uh, he definitely not? But definitely well, not not show, Sean Soapbox? Oh, wait, was that a self-report? I'm definitely not not Sean Soapbox. You know what I mean? I'm confused okay. now. I'm confused. Um, it, it's a double negative, so it means that I am Sean Soapbox. You get me? Uh, so we've got four big books on review this week. Um, now, I, I the the first book up is Batman Spawn, and uh, I'm going to show you guys my cover as I always do. I've got you know I always get um, you didn't the physical one, did you? Nice. You didn't just get one. I did. I just got one, but. You guys know my cousin. Oh, yeah. Bean, Sartley, Bean, right? Bean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't resist, and he wanted me to show them off. So he's, you know, this is the one I got, you know, my little my little one. Um, but then he he went ahead and got this bad boy. Oh. This is the Jason Fabok cover. Oh. Where has he been? Uh, doing fancy covers like this one. <laughs> um, the tail and, covers. And swimming in, swimming in money. Um, but then he also splurged. He, he he splurged. I couldn't believe it when he told me. Bean he got went ahead and got this. Oh, oh. he got this job. Yeah. Is that uh, Jai Lee? Uh, uh, I'm not even Jimenez. sure. He didn't tell me. Is that not Jimenez? No. Uh, that looks too flowy. I, I, think it, I think it might be. It is Jimenez. He is listed yeah, yeah. as I, one I, of the... No, it, it is. For, it is. Yeah. Is it's it? the Jimenez. Oh, nice. It is the Jimenez, yes. Is it have a cover to it? Like a cover to the cover? Uh, so so it's got the spawn oh, on that oh, end of it, yeah. Oh. So this so for you guys that are just listening, this is one of those like fancy uh, covers that on the front cover. There's two covers on the front cover. It has spawn, right, and then the rest of it is like this plastic, transparent, and then transparent. Exactly. Thank you. And then on the back, on the on the the, the next page is Batman. And don't so they bend it. Don't bend together. it like that. Don't you're scaring me. Don't bend it like that. Listen, man. This is the beauty of physical books. You can feel them, you know? I get uh, odd to just thinking about the fingerprints again. So mm. those are all the three covers that he went ahead and got for that book. Um, and he's very proud of that. And I'm ashamed of him personally. Um, <laughs> but that's not the only book we've got on tap today. We've also got Danger Street, mm. number one, the next uh, Tom King joint drawn by Jorge Fornes. Uh, And then we've got the Invincible Iron Man, number one. Uh, and the listener pick, by the way, totally retooled. Uh, if you want to vote for the listener pick, you go on Twitter every Saturday, it'll be live. It'll be live on Saturday. You can listen to our show live at 10 15 a.m. on YouTube and Twitch, and then you can vote for the listener pick. And the vote will be up until Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and you guys will have a say so in what we review on this show. And so, the very first listener pick under this style was something that I was very grateful for because I really wanted a reason to read this. Uh, this is a vicious circle. Mattson, Tomlin, Lieber, Mayo, can, you can't go wrong. Can you see this? Can I show the, show the spine? I want to see how. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I did, I did read a decent amount, didn't I? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was quite a bit. A lot of these books were pretty long this week. Yeah, yep. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. And then uh, also, I do want to quickly shout out Photon, number one, Monica Rambo Photon. So I would have bought this either way, but our friend uh, Chillmonger, who has a YouTube channel, 
asked us to send in a minute clip of us talking about this book. Of course, um, you know, we're not reading it for this show, but I will be sending my thoughts over that way. So if you want to hear what I thought about Photon, you can check out Showmonger's channel. Uh, as for us, of course, we're the Comics Pals everywhere. If you want to watch this live, that's 6 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. And the main show, as I mentioned, at 10.50 a.m. every single Saturday. Those are Eastern Standard Times, of course. Um, Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals. Listen to our uh, extra exclusive show, Palin' Around over there. We talk about all manner of things that are generally not comic related. We've got a newsletter, lots of cool stuff going on over there. Give that a look. Uh, and for everything else, at the Comics Pals. Let's talk comics. Let's get into these reviews. And of course, we're starting off. How can we start off any other way? We are doing Batman Spawn number one. This is um this is a dream team, a dream combination that I never realized I wanted to see. As a kid, if this existed. Especially as something animated, I would have gone berserk. Uh, this is, of course, not just a dream team of characters, but some might say a dream team of creative te- uh, creators. Uh, you've got Todd McFarlane, Greg Capullo, uh, Dave McGag on Altano on letters. I mean, my goodness, you talk about people who are known by their last name. You don't even need you don't even need to say the full name of those guys. Yeah. Legendary. And uh, known on, at the very least, both working on Spawn in the past. I don't know if McFarlane has ever worked on Batman. I'm assuming he yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. ever see that famous uh, Batman cover where his cape is huge and it's like that blue cape and it's extra pointy like Spawn? Uh, a big surprise. That's McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, uh, if you ever seen McFarlane action figures, like half the line is Batman at this yeah. point. So. Yeah, yeah, fair. This is a very uh, a very different book um, than what I imagined it would be. I mean, in a sense, maybe I'm naive for, for that, but it essentially gives Batman and Spawn a goofy-ass fight and then team up. And it's, it's, uh, it's extended for sure. I don't think this is a standard 20-page uh, no, comic. It was, yep. It's like 60 pages or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it moves a lot happens and the art is i thought really great i love greg capullo and i've never seen his spawn before really so this was a this was a real treat for me as a spawn fan hmm. um but man the the script and you know <laughs> i know don't come to don't come to a book like this for the script i know but man the script Dude, i it- i came in trying to like be like okay this is you know he's going to touch on uh batman so maybe he's you know he's going to do something a little bit different he's not going to bring in the same approach and the first few pages i'm like oh okay i'm 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 in it i'm i'm having a good time and then there's a moment where and i'm trying to find it where specifically there's just this like random ass call out that and it's, it's a few pages in at this point so i was already having a good time um but when uh spawn finally gets introduced and then there's like this dead zone or whatever uh <laughs> he goes it stops all of it just stops like something shut spawns power down mm, all right and then from there just derailed you can see that his powers uh, get shut down too because his cape goes limp yeah <laughs> like that's how you know spawn's been depowered unreal this Goofy. was the most cookie cutter spawn story of all time it literally hits all the beats. Uh, 
uh, anti he he runs into an anti-hero. They find out they're on the same team. I can name six spawn characters. Maybe I can describe six spawn characters that he's done that with. Um, uh, he uh, the the clown shows up in some way. Uh, yeah. There is a an extended sequence of the bad guys talking about their plan in a boardroom. Like <laughs> that happens in every spawn. It happens in the movies. Happened in the book. Um, yeah, it's man. Can 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 we get some? Can can we just hand off spawn someone else? Like, cause Capullo ma- makes him look cool. Spawn is a cool ass character, man. Dude, Capullo is. He's a god among men. I mean, like Capullo write it, honestly. <laughs> At this I, point. You know what? I'd read that. Uh, yeah, I, I would read that. I would love to see that. I think Capullo could write a badass uh, Batman Spawn story. Ooh. By the way, I'm I'm telling you guys right now, I'm pulling on this. I that I'm saying you pull this. But here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. When you buy this comic book, which everyone already knows what they're going to do with a book like Batman Spawn. But when you buy this comic book, understand that you're going to get the best and the worst. Okay? You're going to get the best art. This yeah. is one of the best looking books that this we've week. read this week. I have yeah. a knock on the art. Okay, oh, we can get yeah. to that. Yeah. You're going to get the best art. But you're also going to get the worst story. <laughs> it's just what it is. And you have to take the good with the bad. Greg Capullo's good enough that I can accept the bad. I'm cool with it. Go ahead, Tyler. What's your knock on, on Greg Capullo? Let's let's hear how oh, you're going to... My, my you're knock gonna isn't besmirch. on Greg Capullo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. My knock oh. is on the McFarlane inks. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're McFarlane inks. Uh, I, I feel like uh, it, it's very... Almost sketchy, the inks in a way. Um, where I, I I prefer um, is it was it Glapion that uh that ink Capullo on, yeah, on yep, Snyder's run? Yeah, all right, yeah. good. My brain's not totally dead. Um, I prefer that. It's a little more heavier. It's a little more bold. Um, it was a little muddy here. Uh, the inks. Um, Interesting. Okay. It, yeah, it's not a knock on Capullo. I, I love Capullo. Um, I, I I love I, Capullo face too. Like. There are some artists where, like, everyone kind of looks the same. Uh, like, yeah. no knock on Capullo. Everyone kind of looks the same. Um, but I, I I'm not, enjoy it. I'm not going to disagree with your point entirely on the ink front, but I will say that Todd doing the inks makes this feel like a fusion of Batman and Spawn, whereas sure, I think yeah. if it was Glapion, it just would have felt like Batman was Spawn in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it, it kind of muddies the art. I think the one of the, the panels I'm thinking of is that splash page with Batman – and the, his rogues gallery and inside his cal, you know, um, Clayface wasn't even in there, and things were muddy. Um, like people were just losing features, <laughs> like defining features. Um, which yeah. I mean, it, it still looked good, but uh, it didn't. It, it was it didn't complement Capullo as well as more of his uh, some of his more recent uh, anchors. I'm pretty sure Clayface is there, bro. Yeah, he's right there. Is he's he, he's definitely he? there. Next Man, there must there's too small. much mud. It's too much mud. <laughs> De- definitely in Poison Ivy's face. Uh, That's there's a few, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely there. There's a few. Uh, what is it? Bane looks like Chibi Bane. Does he really? Let's, let's talk about what happens in the book. Uh, yeah, please, please elaborate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. By the way, hello, Harris. Hello, Justin. Welcome. Um, so the book essentially, again, is a reason for these guys to meet up. There's some cockamamie idea that, you know, 
Bruce's mom and, and dad and Spawn's wife died on the same day, which is, I mean, my goodness, you want to talk about Batman versus Superman regurgitated, right? Like that is all I kept thinking about throughout this was the Martha thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this cockamamie reason for them to fight. Spawn thinks that Batman is some demon who's the keeper of Wanda's soul. Um, and so he gets transferred and he has this big battle with Batman. Realized that there's a dead zone. They're fighting in the dead zone, which, by the way, was totally ridiculous. If 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 Al Simmons had no powers, right, and just was just a dude in a costume, Batman would beat his ass. Yep. Yeah. It, it, there's that, there's just no Batman's at full power at all times. You need your powers to <laughs> do anything. There's just no way. But, you know, I digress. It's written by Todd McFarlane. I get it. Um, and then they decide that they're going to, you know, turn the tables and fight the Court of Owls who are in this. You got the Court of Owls. You got the Court of Priests. All the things that you would expect from both sides, pretty much. You got your Joker appearance, your Clown appearance. And that's right. kind of it. Um, the major thing that happens here, I think, from a storytelling standpoint, is when Spawn kills while impersonating Batman. Mm-hmm. which is supposed to strike fear in the hearts of the criminals even further to give, according to Spawn, Batman more time alive before they kill him, before they realize he's just a dude in a costume. Um, I thought that was a little nuts, a little ridiculous. It, but it, it was dumb because then he turns right back to Spawn. Like, okay. <laughs> I think they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Um it's 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 nuts. I, I found it very confusing as to what the 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 mo was for this version of the Court of Owls. Like, like I know, like they wanted Batman's soul. Why? I don't know. Um, just just because, just you know. But yeah. then there's also the whole thing where it's like, well, they they learn how to time skip, but then there's multi dimensions. It's like okay, those those are not the same thing, Todd. Time travel thought, and multi-dimensions are, are different. You can't just equate them. I thought the Court of Owls just wanted to run Gotham. Like, these men and women are ambitious. They understand time travel now. Like, they want souls. That That's deeper than what, yeah. <laughs> what Scott Snyder was doing. They never talked about souls. In, in like, one of them's a Hellspawn, too, apparently. Yeah, it gets book wild. I, I, I think initially that was an interesting premise. And then once it derailed, it just it fully spun out, and the the cockamamie idea of it just kind of fell flat. Um, and, yeah, and then the rest of this is just it's easy enough to follow. You just read through this. Not, not nothing of here is gonna knock your socks off. I don't think. Not from a storytelling standpoint. Um, Justin I, says, still a much better story than the last two Batman Spawn crossovers, but that isn't saying much. I haven't read those personally. They just but, got reprinted. Um, sorry? They just got reprinted. Like, they just re-released, uh, I think, a hard time. Oh, nice. Yeah, I missed the window on that, and Midtown just didn't have any. Um, I, got, I got a link for you, Sean. Half oh, on. Let's go. Let's go. I like Ooh, that. Frank Miller, 1994. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I, can't, I don't have anything to compare it to. This was pretty rough. But uh, again, you get by off the art. At least I did. 
Um, yeah. And then Shenron asks, is this a miniseries or just a single issue? It's a single issue, but the ending clearly points to more. I would be very surprised if they didn't do this again. It's supposed to be a one shot. It is, yeah, but it the is, yeah. but the ending of this alludes to the idea that there could be more. Mm. So while this is a one shot, I would be very surprised if we didn't get an announcement of something within the next few months. Gotcha. Um, okay. I have another sure. gripe. I'm not another gripe with this. Okay. Capullo, stop trying to make a uh, skinned face Joker thing. It's it's not. He likes drawing it. Leave him alone. I don't like it. It it it's uh, no. It's not that it's gross. Like that's fine. It doesn't make anatomical sense. And yeah, sure, it's a Batman comic. But also, like, it's just weird. It, like, it feels too far for the Joker. Does that, does that make sense? Tyler, you're worried about that when this dude broke his neck and spun <laughs> it around to speak, to look at people behind him? That's the gripe? When did he do that? In, the, in this book? Yes, I didn't catch that. Am I insane? Did that not happen? Well, I mean, he's he's what possessed by Violator, or was that Violator? That again, also a muddy part of it that I couldn't. Who knows? (laughs) I was too busy looking at Greg Capullo's work. I don't know. I just kept thinking of like you know that meme that meme of a it's like a it's like a YouTube thumbnail and it has the Riddler on it and it just in in red and bright yellow text says, "Does he know?" That's how I felt about Todd writing this. Like, does he know what he's writing? Oh, I see. I see. He was taking off his mask, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I thought he broke his neck. I was like, wow, that's yeah, pretty like Looney Tune style. Oh, I see. Just saying that, that, like the one, the one breakout yeah. panel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you can't make too much sense of this. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wild, but I think that's part of the fun and the appeal. You, you know how you feel about the idea of these two characters coming together. I say, pull it. It's 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 nuts. It doesn't make any sense. I have a cousin that has three copies. That is what uh, twenty dollars worth of the same. Oof. Wait, that's not bad. Hold on, how much was this? It was seven bucks? Uh, the well, actually more. Yeah, actually it was more because the regulars are seven, and then uh, this bad boy here is actually eight. So it was more. Wow. Wait, then you got a good deal. Cause seven times three is twenty. Bean got a good deal. I, oh, sorry. Bean got a good deal. That's right. I was just, I, I didn't realize Bean, there were seven dollars. I thought math. they were, yeah. I thought they were cheap. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bean's not. My dude paid. My dude Bean paid like thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty bucks. So for the same comic, he's nuts. What can I say? Damn. No um, power to him. I say pull it too. Uh, I think it's just one of those like it's candy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't it's an experience. Much from it. It, it. It's a cool comic book thing. I also think like the whole image spawn variant covers is really cool lately. I think the the DC spawn variants are extra cool. Yeah. Um. You know, like it's just just if you, if it's your thing, just just pick one up. You got a whole bunch of covers to choose from. Have fun. This isn't the kind of thing. While they may do it again, this isn't the kind of thing that we get too often anymore. Comics. So I think that just for the novelty. Grab it. It's fun. Yep. Agreed. Pull. Uh, let's uh, let's go away from the fun and get to the danger. We're talking Danger Street number one, Tom King's latest uh, by, uh, of course, Tom King with art by Jorge Fornes, Dave Stewart on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. Um, I didn't know what to expect from this. I just get excited for anything that Tom King does at this point. Um, 
Gotham year one let me down personally. I don't know how everybody else is feeling, but I was not over the moon about that. This um this was puzzling. It, it in the same way that I think a Rorschach or like Adam Strange was initially, where not everything's laid out. I'm not sure where this might go, who some of these characters are, and I like that from Tom King. I think he can do a lot with it, and I'm I trust his creative process at this point that there's going to be payoff. So I agree. It felt a little, uh, maybe not all over the place, because um, it still made narrative sense. Like the sequentially, I could follow, but I don't know what to expect, and I kind of like that at this point from Tom King. Um, I really like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, Harry Fonia's on art. You could, yeah, put him on anything, and I'll I'll, I'll check out the book. Like, please, that guy alone is a draw. Um, and then Dave, honestly, Dave Stewart is almost, is, is pretty much a drawing of himself. I think so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, but this being like, Hey, let's pick a whole bunch of characters that nobody really cares about. Although I'd argue metamorpho. Come on. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Sure. I'm a fan. Yep. But like yep. take a whole bunch of characters nobody cares about and just do something with them. Creeper. Green, creeper. Green team. Uh, dingbats, danger street, lady cop. Uh, who else is in this? warlord and and the original star man like it's a whole bunch of like d f-less characters really um <laughs> f is right yeah and but like there is a, a cool story here and it and it feels there was suspense throughout all of it because there were little bits connecting each of the stories that were like you know breadcrumb like like, like drip fed to you and then at the end you're like oh no they're they're coming together now um and something was going to happen and something does fucking happen at the end of this issue. Um, I like that. I like it. It, it, it did get like kind of Rorschachiness to it, you know, where it's like, all right, he's not going to he's not going to spoon feed me this comic. This is not baby's first comic book. Like you're going to have mm. to work for it a little bit. Um, and it, it's funny how we get, you know, a new scene in this book and not the spawn Batman. So I still got what I expected, but I had that exact thought. Yeah. Uh, but this was interesting, you know. Um, I like how it looks like Green Team is a villain in this. Interestingly enough, um, yeah, there's a lot in here that that I I don't know I would like, but I did like. Um, Same. I just think the creative team is just super super strong, so I'm I'm in for it. Yeah, let me say I you know I said this was puzzling. I didn't I didn't feel it was bad. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just thought it was you. Pu- you know I just thought it was puzzling. Um, that being said though. I think that while I, I I cared about some of this a lot and other parts of it not so much, um, by the end, I was roped in. Mm, because okay. when everything converges together, I'd rather not spoil the exact ending. Um, sure. But when everything comes together, this goes from being a book that feels kind of frivolous to then seeing, oh, I see this. This actually has something dark to it, and 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 these characters have a reason to be here together. Because outside of the way things end, you, other than the fact that, oh, you could borderline say that any of the individual like pieces of the story could be their own full fledged story. 
Gotcha. Right? Like the kids on Danger Street, hijinks. You know, you could have that. Um, the dude who's like a, a crazy vigilante murderer by night, but a a Republican nut job uh, television host by day, that's got its own heat. I, I thought that was really interesting. All of this could be something. But when you put it together, it's like, wait, this feels like nothing. I like the fact that the nothing turned into something at the end and gave me something to return to for the next issue. So while I'm confused, I'm also intrigued. Yeah, yeah, same. Exactly. That, that's, that I feel, has been Tom's, like, uh, uh, his MO at this point. Like, give me something interesting. Don't give me all of it slip some stuff here and there and then i'm gonna just let you see where you take me yeah yeah and there was that yeah. one page too with uh i believe it was manhunter uh the matthew shaw manhunter where fornias is also like mimicking kirby a lot there's a lot of kirby a I lot feel in this book too um uh, apparently and- the the kids dingbats of danger street were an actual like group and series all created yeah. by jack kirby a lot of these yep. Yeah, characters I who just all of these are actually. Uh, I think Creeper is apparently Steve Ditko. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and uh, a few others, uh, but, but even like the majority Atlas, of them, the guy they summon Atlas, Kirby mm. creation. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that for sure. You, you can tell that one's Kirby. Um, but there, <laughs> there seems to be like a like strangely like a a love for classic comic book creations too in this like these are all like not only are they like f-list characters but they're like early dc like these guys have been there for a while just unused they're dusty they're in a bin somewhere and he's kind of like recycling them and and, and remaking them ways and yeah that's that's my kind of jam and i trust tom king to do it he he i know you're gonna hate me for this he sort of did it a little bit with some characters in, in heroes in crisis um but I think that was a little too introspective for, for characters. <laughs> that you know? was the, the hardest eye roll shot. I felt that one. You know, I don't I'm, disagree with you, but that was such an abomination that it's just like <laughs> you try to forget about it. But but I think yeah. that, that that there's a there's a, a bit of that in here. You know, it's like sure. right, I want to take these characters nobody's using um, and bring character to these characters. Um, he's just not performing character assassination on one of the most beloved characters in the DC universe. In this book, at least, he's just doing it on Creeper instead. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's almost a little bit of a Heroes in Crisis redemption too. That maybe it can happen here, but that's your uh, that's your dream for Tom King to redeem Heroes in Crisis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he knows what he did wrong. He's admitted it. I gotta hear that. I really do. I'll link you to it. It's a very good interview. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we we talked a little bit about the the Fournier's art and how good it is. Um, I think it 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 not ape because I think ape has a bad connotation, but it uh, reflects a very classic style, mm-hmm. but with modernism injected into it as well, which I I appreciated. There's only so much of that old style that I can personally take, just because. Um, I have a tough time with that. Like I can go back and read classic Spider-Man, but that's because it came out back then and it's Spider-Man mm. when it's done. Uh, now, a lot of times I can't deal with it. This has enough modernism and Fournier is so good that it works for me. Um, it's very, very like classic 
panel style in the sense that there's nothing easy yeah. at any point about these panels. But I like that. I think that fits perfectly. Yeah, it's mostly nine panel grid and variations on that. Yeah, yeah, and which, and, and just very simple presentation. Which uh, it's becoming a Tom King staple as well. The nine panel yeah. grid. So yeah, he's kind of adopted sure. that a lot. Um, and the other thing about, about Fornius's R2 that it, that it is hyper realistic. You know, it works with Rorschach, um, works with Batman. Um, seeing it for some of these less realistic characters like Metamorpho, um, and um, someone like Atlas who shows up in this in in, in Creeper in a way um, is interesting uh, because he draws them in very classic DC style. And I think it works for the characters where it, it, they look like tights, you know, like it's yeah. not this modern interpretation of the Flash's costume where it has all these lines in it. And it's like utility is here, you know, like, no, this is just a dude wearing tights and it, and it works with Fornius's art. Like everyone's kind of like, just like nobody's huge and buff besides the huge and buff guy. Everyone's just like this, like lanky dude in some tights, kind of dorky. Um, and, and I enjoy that. I think that, 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 that set that speaks to me in a DC way as well. Yeah, Warlord in booty shorts. Uh, hey man, <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting you say it's hyper realistic. See, I, I've I've always felt like his art, something like Doc Shaner, Darwin Cook, that that feels more cartoonish, like cartooning, cartoonish. I say realistic, not in terms of it looks like this is cartoony. It's flat, um, but it's not trying. Like I'm thinking, like anatomy and facial work, right? And like it's, it, they look like people. You know what I mean? I see. Like Darwin okay. Cook is stylized. I would say Doc Shaner is more Saturday morning cartoon show. Maybe he's yeah. like the middle ground between the two of them. Um, but yeah. Okay, I see that. Good stuff all around, and uh, I think uh, Dave Stewart like holds it down too. Um, none of this. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he he overextends anywhere. Um, this is all just very clean flat colors when he needs to have them some shading when he needs it otherwise uh or like when we get to the the wackier stuff on uh with the new gods bright colors and then we're back to just kind of like neutral tones well, very even, controlled even the back uh, the the back half of the book where like a lot of it's set in a desert which could be in terms of colors very boring um but he plays around with it mm -hmm. um, works with lighting and stuff where it, it doesn't become just a lot of sand like the worst Anakin book ever, you know, it's full of sand. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in pull for yep. sure. This is, this is, um, absolutely. I think this is the start of a really good Tom King, you know, however long it's going to be 12 issue maxi series. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> I, yeah. It's his bread and butter, dude. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's my pick of the week too. Just if we're, we're saying that. Oh, I, oh, does that mean Sean, we're same? Not me. No, Most no, not Batman this one. Um, we might be. I, it depends. I don't know. We're going to see. Book, right. you, you, you talk about danger. Uh, and uh, Iron Man is in danger in the Invincible Iron Man number one by Jerry Duggan, Juan Frigeri, uh, Brian Valenza. This is where the character goes next after the Christopher Cantwell run that was um, pretty well celebrated, uh, and I should also mention Joe Caramagno on letters. Um, that Cantwell run is fantastic, right? Yeah, and so I didn't read a single issue of that, so I'm coming in with no knowledge of Iron Man's 
last two or so years. Um, and apparently, but Rich broke, you know, like, yeah, he doesn't have the billion dollars, the suites, the girls, but he owns an apartment, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you a know, building, a like, build, yeah, he owns an apartment building, he owns a brownstone. Um, let's be specific, too. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He's, he's got he's got things going on, and and it's the, the suit he wears, right? Like, you could buy a cheap suit when you're, you know, when you're poor. You get a suit for sixty bucks on rent. Back, Iron Man's suit is worth probably, I don't a know, a couple billion. Yeah, uh, but he's poor. Right. He goes. He he definitely shops at Men's Warehouse. You know. Yeah. Uh. And 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 but things get worse for Iron Man here. He takes an L. Um. He, he loses he that takes an L. <laughs> He definitely takes his an L. fucking neighbor took an L. Shit. His, okay. All right. His name. Okay. <laughs> fine. His neighbor took the ultimate L. Yeah, yeah. Um. Relative to that, Iron Man walked away okay. But you know this this reminded me a lot. This whole sequence with Tony dealing with the grief of the fact that his neighbor died and the explosion. It reminds me a lot of Civil War. His reaction. Mm. Uh. In Civil War, whenever you know there's the explosion at the school. Um, the woman, you know, whose kid died face at the funeral, which of course Tony paid for, and that's a fuel for everything that happens in that comic book. I take this similarly. Iron Man's crusade now to find out who's targeting him is fueled by the death of this woman. And the real signal for me, the, the scene with She-Hulk, uh, where Tony's willing to pay whatever he has to pay, um, to make financially, at least to make right what happened to these people, even if they weren't even there. Um, he's got a soft spot for, you know, people taking L's that he feels like he could have prevented or that are indirectly or directly his fault. <laughs> Mostly directly, huh? Well, that's Tony Stark for you. Um, I, I thought that this was well-written. Um, that was, well, I have some gripes with the art, but I thought this was relatively well written. Um, I'm not a fan of the character necessarily, so I didn't feel like an emotional connection. Um, I think it probably had I, I'd be a bit more into it, but it felt very, you know, issue one, we're setting things up. This is where his, his, uh, his status at the moment. Um, this is his issue, and then he's back to his alcoholism. And um, I don't have context for that necessarily uh from the comics and so of the limited reading that i've done uh so to see that it, it felt to me like it adds a uh, like a layer of complexity to him which was interesting for again someone who's not experienced the character in the comics all that much mm. uh, but otherwise i didn't necessarily feel like i need to continue with this series i'm i'm not i'm not pulled in i'm not out the door like if, you, if we were to read the second issue of this all right, fine. Maybe it'll turn around for me. Um, but there wasn't enough here to really just hook me, as some of the other books did. I got a lot out of this. This was I, I read this hmm. in uh, I read our books this week in order of review, and when I got to this, I was like, "Wow, this is my pick of the week. This is so good." What? Um, I haven't been over the moon about Jerry Duggan's more recent X stuff. But um I was looking forward to his Iron Man because Iron Man is a is a singular character. 
Um, and I could see Jerry Duggan having something interesting to say about him. And this issue, as the only evidence, I found that to be true. I haven't cared too much to read an Iron Man ongoing recently, but um, I thought this started off hot with some intrigue. It represents a shift in Tony Stark's, um, you know, uh, uh, status quo. He is now not only poor, but he's also drinking again, which is rough. Um, it feels like he's been stripped down, which is something that I feel like a lot of writers have done. Matt Fraction did it when he jumped on. A lot of writers have stripped Tony down. But I think the difference for me here and why I'm enjoying this so much is because as it stands, we have no clue what the hell is going on or why it's happening. And the scene where Tony fights off this, what appears to be a new, you know, uh, Iron Man knockoff on the block and that flip, how that was flipped on its head. That was a great twist. Yeah. That was so good. I think, I, I think Jerry Duggan's got enough things cooking that I, I I'm intrigued by this. He's not drinking in this though. That's the thing. Was he not? Am he I was. am I mistaken? He's, he's drinking. It's green. It says green juice on it. He's just drinking green, like a green thing. It's not. Oh okay. Beer. Yeah, that's why he's like he confused at the end of it. Uh, I don't think they're ever gonna make him drink again. I just think in terms of like optics, they're probably not gonna make an alcoholic uh, an alcoholic again. I don't think. Mar- I don't think the greater Marvel wants to do that to their titular character again they'll have him reference it constantly but oh okay um i thought this uh, was i don't know sorry tyler i gotta challenge that he's definitely coming outside of the pub and what, we see him the... drinking the green drink but that's when he's at the, the at end. the the rubble but then he goes to the bar yeah no he something happens where he just doesn't Something happens. I, I read it as something happened to him and he didn't know what it was. And it wasn't him drinking. He assumed it was him drinking. But it seems like something else is happening. Okay. All right. Like like somebody mm-hmm. might have gotten him somehow and like tricked him to thinking he's drinking. That's how I'm reading it. Um, like maybe somebody slipped him something or. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's fucking Marvel Universe mind control, memory insertion. Yeah. Like anything like that. Um, but honestly, this issue kind of felt like. It felt like every other issue, number one of Iron Man I've ever read. Like, it's like, all right, let's beat the fuck out of this dude. Um, emotionally, physically, financially. Um, and then have him complain about his life. Um, I think that they did... Uh, Jerry doesn't really do much in terms of his supporting cast. Like, Riri's in this, but she has two lines. Um, T'Challa's in this. Steve uh, Steve is in this, but does he even say anything? Like, one um, line? Doesn't yeah, he? he's just standing there. Like, uh, part of what I like about Campbell's run was that it actually established a, a, a cast of characters, which I think with a solo book helps to have you know a supporting cast for for your main character. Um, I don't, especially Tony, who I think can come off as unlikable a lot of the time. Um, having somebody play against that helps. Um, I thought the Fergari art was good, but I think storyline wise, it was just like, all right, I've I've read this story plenty of times for Iron Man, and it just was too familiar for me and i was like all right i'm not i probably won't be reading issue two the on the art front some of the figures felt a little waxy um i always have a bit of issue with that and um not that there's anything wrong with that necessarily but i just it's not a style that i uh i'm too keen on um things were shiny and it's it's all right 
Yeah, I agree on the the waxiness that did throw me, mm-hmm. and I feel like that happens in Iron Man books. <laughs> I don't know why. Right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, is it? It's like they, we need somebody who could draw a good looking suit. Yeah. Right. Can, can Can you color a suit? Yeah, make it look metallic. All right. Just don't do what people like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll I'll take that note. <laughs> we'll tone that down. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I I acknowledge everything that you guys said, but I still really enjoyed this. Uh, so I I am gonna say poll. Um, I think, you know, if you're looking for a more, like straightforward Iron Man fair, something more akin to what they were doing with the character in like the late 2000s, early 2010s, um, I think this is this might be up your alley. Uh, it hit me that way, and I haven't been reading Iron Man for some time, so. Um, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Cool. Um, I, I'm going to say pass. I can definitely see somebody pulling this for the love of the character, for just like a new starting on point. Um, but this wasn't, um, this one wasn't for me. Yeah, so I'm pass. With you, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to pass on this one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now for the listener pick. Uh, so again, you can vote on Twitter. We'll post up, you know, four however many choices and you guys choose whatever you think is the uh, most interesting book for whatever your reasons are. You can leave them in a comment if you want to, um, but just go ahead and vote. Um, and you guys chose this week, overwhelmingly a vicious circle this is a mm. boom studios. Number one by Matson Tomlin and Lieber Mayo. That is uh, a quite a team, team for boom. You know, Sorry? like that doesn't feel like a boom team, which is which was interesting to me. I don't know, man. Now I feel like well, they're they, they're stepping up. I this this at this point, like maybe two three years ago, even I would say, wow, that's a huge get. Now I'm like, actually, yeah, okay, this is the replacement for Image. That makes sense. Yeah. They must be paying their creators. <laughs> Rip. Uh, should also note, of course, lettered by Becca Carey. Um. Wow. So this was obviously my pick of the week. I assume it was mm-hmm. also Marco's pick of the week. Okay, I thought you said uh, Iron Man was. I said it would it would have been my oh, pick of the week. At that okay. point, I okay. read it in read order. Okay. Um this was a wild ride. Like yeah. it's it's I almost don't know how to talk about it because there was so much that happened here. Um, I, I'm pretty confident that unless you somehow read an interview with Mattson Tomlin or something, you won't expect what this book is. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this book is, I honestly think that you should read it without knowing what the premise is. I think so. It, yeah, it, it'll make it a, that much more of a, like a fun ride. And, uh, to your point on this being like that much of an adventure, compared to uh spawn where like yeah that took you through a story this took you through a story but it made consistent sense even through everything that was going on i was able to follow along through <laughs> varying time periods and stuff yeah um and it so first of all i should say it's not my pick of the week because the main character's name is sean as well because it's spelled he, wrong. He's spelling it wrong. Yeah. Um, there was another Sean in was it Batman Spawn? Spelled your your way? Oh, that's right. There was. Yeah. I forgot about him though. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and show 
some some pages from this comic book because I think that you know if you're watching this live, like the tease you need and the information you need is how the book looks. Mm. Number one, this is phenomenal. I can't remember yeah. the last time I saw Lee Bermeo uh, interiors. We did uh, the uh, remember that book that was like collection of covers and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And... No, that wasn't good. <laughs> but but that was probably the last like interiors we've seen or done on this show um that were at least in in a book yeah because outside of that i can only think of what he, what do you do damned which is before pals polls mm. that was the one where his dick the batman's dick was showing right right right, right. Yeah, yeah. i have that on my bookshelf i have the issue i have it too yeah yeah, uh, yeah i mean this is unbelievable yeah mind-blowing Bermejo gets to have fun with this too. He gets to do some like non-traditional Bermejo shit too. He's flexing like, like hard. Bermejo, you think you, when I when I hear Bermejo, I think all right, uh, like Batman covers. I think Rorschach during the the before Watchmen stuff. Oh yeah. Um, which you know gritty. I think you know like yeah gritty so uh, you know crime alleys that type of shit. Um, right. There's a dinosaur on this cover, so that gives you a hint of where this book's going. Um. I feel like in terms of like the Matt Thompson, Tom, Tom, Tomlin, Tomlin script. Matt's and Tom. Um, Matt's and Tomlin. I knew there was an S there. Um, the Matt's and Tomlin script feels like one of those like movie scripts that's like, hey, I have this really cool sci-fi idea, um, but it's way too expensive to make. Uh, <laughs> which with a comic, you can do it. You know, you can have a little fun with it. Um, and I think Bermeo is having a lot of fun here. And I like when like an artist I've seen before gets to kind of flex a little differently. Um, the black and white stuff. I don't remember seeing black and white Bermejo and like, oh my God, that's even better than some of the color stuff, you know? It's incredible. Yeah. It, it's the, it's the, crazy how the black and white just has a different weight and a different form to it. Even though like style wise, it's not different than the color stuff. You know what I mean? Like, No, I disagree. It's absolutely different. The, there's... Not, not the color stuff in this. I mean like his colored stuff. Um, oh, oh, sure, sure. Elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. Like the cover, you know, isn't black right. Yeah. Uh, Shenron in the chat says, uh, Lee Bermejo, it's been a while. I really like that grotesque or dark style he puts on. Um, he puts that on here and he puts variations on that, uh, uh-huh. like up the wazoo. And that was the, the crazy part. There was definitely a, a moment um, when we get the very first art change. Um, you know, when you get like a record scratch, like that shit hit me where I you turn the page and just, like what the fuck and I engrossed like more so than I already was it I just got absorbed into that book was that and the, I also uh, yeah the um which we call it the uh cityscape scene yeah like, yeah when you okay. first when, when you first get into um like the the future or whatever well I didn't want to say that word but yeah <laughs> right, well yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get around not to yeah. spoil um uh, uh, thanks for the uh the subscription spider-man gamer Appreciate Thank you. YouTube. Appreciate that. Um, welcome to the comics, pals. This is a this is a prestige book, so you can tell bigger than average. Mm-hmm. Um, looks fantastic in that way. I think if this were smaller, then Bermeo's images wouldn't come to life in the same way. So that was a really really smart decision. Um, that being said, this reminded me of the book Strange Fruit. Did either of you ever read that? No, it was uh, no. it was uh, JG Jones on art, and I want to say it was Mark Wade. I think so. Um, a lot of people were upset about that book 
because they felt like it wasn't Mark and JG Jones's place to talk about the subject matter, given that they're both white men. Um, I can't speak to Bermeo, but I know Matt's and Tomlin's a white dude. I don't have that problem at all. Um, I think a good story is a good story, and I don't care who told it in the sense that I wouldn't say someone can't tell a story because of the color of their skin. That feels like the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and so judging the story based on its merits, I think that um, it, you know, it does deal with race. That is a factor of this story. The degree to which it will do that in the future is not clear to me. Um, but I think that if Madsen Tomlin has an interesting story to tell, which to me it's clear he does, I want to, I want to see it all. I want to know mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I again just engrossed with the art. I I, I agree with you. Um, that like I think the I I don't think that race is going to play a role. I think it was that was just the initial sort of framework of the story that we were placed in. Um, to start, but the uh, man, I'm I'm still over the moon about this transition. The the way that. I can see it the hospital scene that that's not spoiling anything, but the, the way that the panels are broken out or broken up by the, the pulse of the, the, was it the EKG, whatever it's called. Um, and then how it gets tighter and tighter, how things get zoomed in more and more, um, until finally, like we just get the line and, uh, incredibly inventive use of panel work here. Um, absolutely phenomenal. And the way that it integrates with the art as well is, man, stellar. I don't think I've seen a book do it this well. This is the most exciting, I think, the most exciting number one I've read in a long time. And mm -hmm. I feel like this year there have been some really great number ones. I think about um, the, uh, the, uh, the Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman Vanish book. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was a great number one. I this know. is a cut above that because of how fresh this feels. Um, I think this presents, not only does it present interesting ideas, but it also presents an artist who everybody coming to this is familiar with in a way that we've never seen him before. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't happen that much. You know what I'm saying? So that's really exciting. Introducing Lee Bermejo. Right, it's like really yeah. interesting. Him, yeah, even and, the way he's colored also in this too. Sorry, even the way he's colored, he, the stuff is colored in this. It's somewhat flat in cer certain points. Yeah, um, I can't really say flat color. I mean, I know what well, you mean. It's flatter than I'm used to seeing Bermeo. I'm like, I have um on my bookshelf, I have uh, Wednesday Comics, which Bermeo did Superman on there. Oh, um, even his Superman was kind of muted the colors. You know, they weren't bright as some of the fucking colors in this book. Like, there's neons in this book, um, mm -hmm. which is wild for me for a Bermeo book. So, um, yeah, you're right, Sean. It's reinventing uh, in a way. And did the relationship between the main character and the antagonist not remind you of, like, um, Abel and Bishop? Uh, I'll be honest, Sean. Self-report here. I don't have much history with those two guys. Well, the the the... You know the the basic idea is that they the, the hope well thing? I can't even explain it I can't even <laughs> explain it <because laughs> was it the hope thing where he was chasing hope down with the cable they both have different ideas about what will happen in the future sure yeah, yeah, yeah. oh I see okay 
Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to try sure. and explain cable just now. I'm like, yo, we don't got the time for that. That's- I could have done it, but I don't want to spoil. I don't want to, you know, the illusion to be a spoiler for what As- happens. Ascani, Ascani, like, that's the thing. Normally, by the way, we do full spoilers, but this and I and and Danger Street, they just have things that happen in them that I, I really think you got to experience for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's an easy pull. It's such an exciting comic because it's such a different one. Um, and for the price tag, I mean, look, it's ten dollars. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, easy. Yep. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Worth it. And B- I'll never B- complain about a... a book. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Bean must have had a uh, big receipt at the <laughs> got that discount at uh, Midtown. Oh no, they raised it, right? And they they raised it the threshold and they decreased the amount. No, so the threshold went to one twenty and the amount went to ten. Oh, poor yeah. Bean, brutal. Damn. Hey, you gotta go. You gotta go to a better shop that just gives you a flat rate discount percentage. Oh, where do they do that at? Not Most shops Hydra do, Comics. If you have a, a pull list. From what I remember, oh, well, you can reach him and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you <laughs> separately. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Easy pull. Go buy this. It's worth every dollar and cent of that ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Book of the week for me. How's the yeah, physical quality of it? Because I didn't have I didn't I'll, have to pay ten dollars for it. I had it for, I got it for like eight ninety nine. I I think the physical quality was was fantastic. It feels good to hold this and to look at these images. I mean, some of these are things you might want to even like. You know, hang up. I can't show some of the. I know. I like how you're specifically stuff. avoiding some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's just, it looks so damn good. I don't think I've ever been this high on Bromeo's work. I, I because it's, I, we've talked enough about. It. It's so different and special. You don't see artists get to flex like this, and mm-hmm. it's not just the transition from the black and white to the color. There are several styles and differences that we get to see all throughout and it's like how the hell did you do this in one comic book how did you reinvent yourself in one comic book multiple times on the same page crazy yeah great and and uh to the script i will say uh it kept me engaged the, the the way that the two worked together was so well done super dynamic um the the tense moments in between the transitions in the transitions themselves and the way that they paced out and um shout out to who's it becca carey on, on letters as well because yeah. there are moments where mm-hmm. you're transitioning and the words carry over uh and uh, man just good stuff uh applauds all around yeah this is a real achievement i think a lot of um best of lists will have this on their on their uh on their list if you're, especially if you're talking about singular issues what a knockout. Number ones. Yeah. What a knockout. Good shit. Um, good pick. Can't listeners. wait. To, yeah. Sorry. Good, 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 uh, good first pick on the new uh, listener pick form. Yes. Yeah. You guys knocked it out of the park this time. Keep it up. <laughs> this time. <laughs> well, we also had to, what we read that G.I. Joe, which I was uh, an experience. Yeah. That was a time. Uh, thanks to the Discord for that one. Um, so that's it for the reviews. Hopefully you guys enjoyed them. Uh, let us know your thoughts on our reviews and what you want us to review next week. Again, we will put the poll up on Saturday during show. So if you're watching the main show, you can just slide on over to Twitter, quickly place your vote 
and uh, that'll the voting will close next Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but we're not done with the show yet because we still have Pals Pulls. These are the books that we are looking forward to next week. And who knows? We might review some of these. So Sean wants to check out <clears throat> DC Presents Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number seven of seven. Oh, we're finally there. There you go. The cover to this book has been probably the most interesting thing to me about DC over the last few months because of what it represents. Of course, the cover is Nightwing. He appears to be floating in space, maybe. Um, And he looks to be empowered in some way. And it's got Dawn of the DCU um, on it. I am very excited for I've become a huge fan of Nightwing recently, and I think the future lies in Nightwing and the team, the Titans and some of the younger DC characters. So, yes, I'm excited to see how this ends for the sake of Dark Crisis itself, which I've loved. But I'm also excited to see what this means for the future of DC Comics. Nightwing is. You can pretty much guarantee we're talking this on the show. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So read this one, guys. Get ready. <laughs> it's not even uh, going to be on the poll. And no, it's not Paul. Uh, and Sean, Junkyard Joe number three. So yeah, look, Junkyard Joe is such a great book. I really, really think that uh, you should give it a shot if you haven't for some reason. Uh, we were lucky enough, in light of our interview with Jeff Johns, to be able to read the first three issues well in advance. But I read this issue in a condition that was unfinished, so I'm excited to see the finished product and see the differences between what we got to read early and how it turned out. Um, it's all I already know it's a good comic because I read it, but I'm excited to see it finished up and cleaned yeah. up. So yeah, this is gonna be cool. Yeah, from what I, what I remember too was my favorite of the issues. It was real good. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm like I'm curious. I wonder if I still have the file somewhere of the the undone one i want to put them side by side to see it yeah i'm sure it's in our email or something um but yeah don't hack us uh (laughs) i'm i'm going all in on dark web next week guys i'm I'm pulling dark web mary jane and black cat number one hold on a second Um, i wonder why it's by jed mckay we're gonna be talking about that dumpy some more let's go I'm, I'm ready for dumpy web. Let's go. That's that's what I'm into. Um, but yeah, so I think this is uh, kicking off some more Mary Jane Black Cat stuff by Jed McKay. And I think he has a really good understanding of the characters um, and how they kind of like have their own friendship. Like you would assume like the friendship would be based on their relationship with Peter. And, and sure, that might be how it started. But like they're actually friends now, which which is good. Um, and, and MJ kind of gets to be a badass in this, which is fun. And then I'm also want, I also want to check out uh, Dark Web Miss Marvel number one, which I was confused about. I was like, why the hell is Miss Marvel on the mix now? Uh, and I remembered she's in Oscorp. Uh, she's like a, an intern there, Kamala Khan. <laughs> so that's, like, that's how she that's she you know she goes into play here. Apparently, like the some demons uh, attack from Limbo attack uh, uh, the Oscorp Tower, and she defends it. So okay. I, I haven't seen her in a while. It, it's weird how she doesn't have an ongoing currently. Um, she had that like team up book over the summer. It was like yeah. teaming up Wolverine and Moon Knight and stuff like that. Um, but the fact she still doesn't have an ongoing is bonkers to me. So, you know, nice Chichetto cover too. So, 
uh, and Marco, you want to speaking of Nightwing, you want to check out this other Nightwing book. Uh, I've been loving this series. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Tom Taylor's doing a lot of good work on it. Uh, Redondo's been knocking it out on the art. It's just been a fun time. Uh, the I just finished the Heartless arc, Ooh, uh, so I'm fun. about like maybe an issue or two behind. If this one comes out next week, then I'm probably like two issues back. Uh, so this is continuing the sort of subsequent uh, story here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to just see where this goes. We're getting close to 100. So I'm also curious to see what uh, Tom does for the the, the, the milestone for the book. Um, don't think it's going to be... I'm, I'm going to see like if it integrates and you know, whatever, if, if it's like a one-off and, and stuff. But I've been having a lot of fun with this uh, book. Um, fantastic cover, by the way. Yeah, so so all, like all minimal. Oh. Yeah, oof, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll get to your next pick in a second, but guys, if Marco, if you can say, all right, we're gonna take uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo off of Nightwing. Yeah. But we'll put them on Justice League. You take it? Nope. Really? Okay. Pass. Pass. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Wait, why? I what? What's the thought? I'm just thinking like these guys are like the A team right now, so maybe you want to put them on like an A team a tier book you know like on your on your i guess uh uh mainline book as it should be but i'm, I'm with you on this i think, yeah, I think there's no, magic they're, they're here like, leave them it. leave them here don't touch unless them. they want to do another book then feel free if they want to do another book and they have the time fine but don't touch this book tom taylor's got the hot hand though i think i think he's yep. got some some big big time oh, dark knights of steel has been so good uh, what about Strange? You've been reading this too. Another uh, the oh. second Jed McKay book mentioned in the Dallas Bulls here. Yeah, uh, Strange has been so much fun. The the adventures had with Clea have been off the wall bonkers. I like her character. I think McKay writes her. Um, the art's been consistently just strong. Uh, I know that they're going to be ending this one after I think issue twelve. If I'm not mistaken, or it it's coming up soon. That lines and, up, yeah, with Doctor Strange number one. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, and then it's going to. You know, Doctor Strange is going to come back because he died in this, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in the background. But uh, yeah, another book that I've just been consistently having fun with. Uh, I wish I had more time with Clea, honestly. Like, I wish this would have this would continue, but we got to get back to status quo as is comics. So, uh, meat and potatoes. Awesome. And those are our pulls. Yep. Yeah, those are our pulls. Uh, let us know what you guys are pulling next week. Uh, what comics you're pulling? Okay, let's be very clear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not our pals. Mm, well, not no. with this chat. That, that's a different show. Yeah. Pulling our pals. Wow. Uh, what a concept. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate you. Make sure that you are tuning in to us live. If that's not a part of your week yet, why not? There are two chances for you to catch us. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for this very show and Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern for the main show. Uh, come check us out. That's YouTube and Twitch slash The Comics Pals. Social media is at The Comics Pals, of course. The best place to support your boys is Patreon.com slash The Comics Pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get some pretty cool content um, and it helps us out. Uh, I should mention, we are still trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. It'd be great to see a push uh, in that direction. So Backflip, not a push. Yeah. Well, Kale's getting Kale's going to do a backflip once you guys get us over that hump. Um, and then he's going to be on his rump because he's not <laughs> going to be able to stand anymore. 
after he busts out that flip. <laughs> be doing the the show from an emergency room. Might have to. No, he Although knowing Kale, <laughs> he'll just take the day off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for Palace Pulse. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you Saturday for the main show. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.